Welcome back to Just to Be Nominated from Hollywood Magazine. I'm Terry McPherson. And I'm Leo Gold. Now, as our loyal listeners know by now, this is normally an Oscar prediction podcast, but since the untimely death of the beloved Riley Audrey, we're shifting gears. You know, we're devoting this block of time to helping piece together this puzzle. We know now that Riley did not kill herself, and uh, I think it's fallen on us to go through the information we have and help solve this. And people are loving it. I mean, Beth, our producer, was telling us that our numbers are like quadruple what they normally are. And typically this is like post-Oscars, nobody's listening anymore. Like people are ready to put us back in the closet for a little while. But I mean, we should have shifted to true crime earlier. Maybe, we, maybe we'll have a spinoff. Hopefully another starlet will be killed any day now. So quick recap of last week's episode. Last week we talked all about Eric Larson. Now you know Eric Larson as teen heartthrob Hollywood royalty. Um, he was also Riley's co-star in the film. Now we had eyes on Eric the whole night and he was with, for the most part, Oscar De Silva. Minus about one hour where we lost them, uh, we saw them go up to the rooms and this is the same time we've heard from Dinah Reyes and Christine Vanderpool that there was a commotion, a party, something going on in Riley Audrey's hotel room. Were they two of the people in that room? Were they causing that ruckus? Right, and just to remind everyone, we didn't have video footage of that floor. No, because all um, the cameras in that in the hotel on that floor were turned off or they weren't recording. Yeah, unclear on that. We're still like, we've sent a letter to the Beverly Hilton and um, they just haven't responded. Well, and you tweeted at them, which... And they dunked on me. They like quote tweeted me and they were like, you could never afford to stay here. You couldn't stay here. Yeah, why are you tweeting at us? Now, I do want to mention that Eric Larson was rumored to be having an affair with Riley while filming was taking place. He's good friends with Oscar, her real life boyfriend friend, but it still could be true. I also want to point out that aside from them being together most of the night, we did see Eric being comforted by Lori Kurtz as the evening wound down. Eric, a very strong, chill, even keeled person crying, you know, in this public setting. Listen, I've considered breaking out into tears around Lori Kurtz just to get into that warm embrace, you know, like, let's not, let's not, um, you know. Rule out that as, yeah, he could have been setting a trap, I guess, for Lori. A hug trap. But Eric, Eric Larson doesn't really need to trap anyone into a hug, if you know what I mean. Um, but logically, of course, the next person that I think we really have to, quote unquote, investigate is Oscar De Silva, Riley's co-star in The Grim Reapers, her real life boyfriend. And I think we need to see like if he had any stake in this or if there's a motive to be had. I think the most interesting part is how Oscar felt like he could get Riley to come back to The Grim Reapers, almost like he didn't want her to go in the first place. It feels like there was a personal stake in the matter. And luckily, we did interview him just as he was about to promote the new season of The Grim Reapers. And that coincided with the campaign trail or right before the campaign was beginning. So let's throw it to that, shall we, Beth? Okay, welcome back. We're here with Oscar De Silva, and I'm so excited because The Grim Reapers is truly one of my favorite shows of all time. Oh. Now that it's on Netflix, I'm re-watching it from the start. You guys are starting season seven. I'm so excited. <laughs> even even though Riley's left the show, I'm dying to know how it's going. Like, how how is it on set? Like, tell us everything. Thank you for watching, first of all. Yeah, we've been having a great time. Obviously, there is a little bit of an empty uh, void without... Uh, Riley there with us but you know we're we're working it out we're a big family and you know we're also not writing off the fact that she might maybe want to 
come back and join us you know we'd love to have her because you know the chemistry is there and um, obviously you know there's all this hype with the movie and everything but it's kind of nice about the show is it's consistent work and you know Riley and I talk all the time about it and the idea of maybe possibly like a a guest appearance maybe a guest uh, appearances plural it's so bizarre picturing the show without her and now that I've gone back to watch season one I'm remembering I forgot Michelle Leanders was in this show yeah they were real life best friends is she coming back? Like I keep I keep holding out hope that she might be rewritten in or something. Terry was a big Michelle yeah. head. Or what was her name? Catherine. Catherine, yes. The Catherineites, yeah, I think they call themselves. Obviously I'm not gonna disparage anybody. Like, you know, we we did have some drama and you know, obviously the tabloids wanna kinda like take it and run, but I mean just a difference of opinions and that always sort of like happens with these sort of big ensemble casts and we were all super young, I have to say say that too like we were all first starting out like we all were kind of just moved to LA like obviously when you put a bunch of young people in there it's gonna be a recipe for some craziness. Some drama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah drama yeah. both on screen and off yeah. but we're there's no bad blood there you're not gonna send like Jim Reaper you know after no. poor Michelle or anything. <laughs> no 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 bad blood I mean I try to stay out of the drama as much as I can like you know it's obviously like I said difficult you know being seven seasons <laughs> in on it. It's hard to be out of the drama when and, uh, you sort of are in the cover of every Us Weekly, you know? I mean, dating your co-star, it's, it's very much a Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garner, or, or a, a Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas, or a, a Ben Affleck and J-Lo situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. I, I, yeah, I'll take it. You've been at Riley's side through all of this, through the filming. We saw you were on set a lot for that. I'm sure that was wild watching, you know, your girlfriend in the arms of this, like, you know, powerful lesbian actress. I was there during filming and she was obviously crushing it. Um, it, It's obviously inevitably hard when she's on set and is focused on work and she's one of the most driven people I know. So obviously like we didn't have any chances to obviously hang out and, uh, you know, sort of be as close as we would have liked to been. But I I just chalk that up to the fact that she's a really hard worker and everyone was welcoming there. And And it definitely feels like you have hit it off a little bit with Eric uh, Larson, that is. I mean, you guys have kind of this sort of like bromance going on. You're going to Lakers games. You're going to the Hollywood Bowl. (laughs) We saw that photo of you with the Foo Fighters. Yeah, we had this sort of like bromance situation going on. He's, he's He's a true homie, man. Like he... He's always been, like, just, I mean, from day one when I met him on set, like I said, you know, like, he really did take time to, you know, sort of introduce me to people and and was super, super generous. We hear all these things about Eric Larson, you know, kind of eternally single playboy, just, like, (laughs) bouncing all over town. And then now he's, like, sharing close quarters Mm. with your girl, you know, like, (laughs) it's, it's really nice that you two are getting yeah. along because you, you imagine too like yeah. I'm going to call you an alpha male you know butting heads <laughs> and I just think that's really cute I consider him like a brother to me and um, it's just been cool like I said since the beginning we've really just established like a dope um, friendship and I'm like excited to keep hanging with him and watching Riley sort of move from TV into this indie drama space has it sparked any uh, interest or desire from you to kind of make that similar jump? Um, you know, Riley and I are pretty different. Um, so I think our aspirations are, are also different um, in that sense. I mean, I, I think it's amazing that she's taken this path and 
Um, obviously, you know, not everybody like serialized television is for everybody, but I, um, I think it's for me and, uh, I, I'm really excited about, um, these new storylines, I think, especially coming up. I can't say too much, but I think there'll be some new romance, uh, on the show that I'm really looking forward to for Toby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're very excited about it. So I uh, I can't speak too much to it, but I think the Reavers are going to be really excited and this is all for them. So. I think we've got a really great amount of twists coming so stay tuned for that <laughs> just to shift the conversation slightly because this is a very niche award show podcast with a very loyal following of mostly gay men obsessed with award shows <laughs> uh, we are all chomping at the bit to see this movie a year in stockholm so is there any uh, tidbit you can give us any information based the response seems really incredible coming out of the festivals i i personally can't speak to it too much um obviously it's it's riley's project but i mean the hype has been really cool i think she got really kind of method with it i guess if you could say she spent a lot of time rehearsing with the director and this uh, profession really kind of gives you like a roller coaster ride and um you just kind of have to roll with bunches. This is all very exciting stuff and I know you are on a break right now for Grim Reapers. You filmed the first 10 episodes. There's a brief hiatus right now. So you're going to be with Riley I assume for this campaign trail. This like intense intense campaign trail like you're going to be flying. You're going to be on her side interviewing. You know this is going to be fun but grueling. Like are you ready for this? I mean, uh, it should be interesting. I know Joy is kind of really trying to hit the pavement with all of this, uh, with this press. And oh, it's Joy kind Moon. Of a different is uh, Joy stuff. Moon doing the campaign? Yeah, yeah, oh she is. Oh. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it is oh. awesome she was able to kind of like um, secure that. We have heard stories. I would say get ready I to mean, be Ben Stiller in Dodgeball vibe to this ooh. whole thing. Oh, I mean, okay, wow. <laughs> a Devil Wears Prada type story wow. happening here. Wow. I mean, she wears people down to a nub, but I mean, she gets the job done, but it's going to be late nights early mornings and I don't think she likes naps I don't think the woman believes in naps it's gonna be a wild ride and you know I'm I'm trying to kind of mentally prepare for it and um, but obviously still have fun (laughs) sorry I just um, feel like I'm throwing a baby bird out of a nest right now and hoping you fly Um, I'm hoping that you enjoy finger foods because you're gonna be eating a lot of them with the Hollywood foreign press a lot of warm warm veggie plates by the end of this you'll at least get a brand deal from five-hour energy, I assume. Yeah, I mean, we wish you well from the bottom of our our little gay hearts. Good (laughs) luck out there. Thank you so much, y'all. Thank you. I'm worried about him. Wow, listening back to that, I almost I feel bad for Oscar. He had no idea what he was getting himself into with the with a Joy Moon campaign. You know, he was holding on to the hope that after this was all over, Riley might come back, you know? I mean, he also spoke really highly of Eric and their friendship. And and we heard that in Eric's interview as well. And, you know, could this have been some sort of bromance gone bad? Could there have been a betrayal of this bromance? And Riley was just caught in the middle? Caught in the middle. Of the bromance. With blunt trauma in with her neck. blunt trauma to the back of her neck. Now, I th- do you think it's important to address the rumors that Riley and Oscar's relationship is a bit of a sham. 
I don't have you. I'm sure you've heard this or caught wind of this. Yeah, where it seems like people do think maybe it was created by publicists or at one point was real, but then has turned into something, you know, sort of like in Revolutionary Road where uh, it feels dead inside. And it was cute to watch at the beginning, you know, to see these two young stars rise. But then Riley has since just taken off. And so it's not really any longer mutually beneficial. You know, it's almost like she's dragging him behind her. You know, the night she won her Oscar, there's that whole photo of her covering up Oscar with her Oscar, new Oscar. Yeah, it- Oscar 2.0. And this was not a good night for those rumors. Because to add insult to injury, Riley forgot to thank him in her acceptance speech. Beth, can you play that last part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's right after the, the, the joke she makes with Meryl. Yeah, in the thank yous. No, Meryl. I'm totally joking. I love you. And oh my God, I have so many people to thank. My parents, Cassandra at the studio, and Joy Moon for pushing me through all this, and every department that got me going in the morning, and everyone who ever believed in me. Miss Brown in second grade English, who let me put on my first play, and Walter, who cast me in my first commercial, and Steve Carell, and my dog Polly Pocket. I hope you're watching, baby. And of course, the love of my life, Jerry from Taco Bell, who kept me fed after the long hours on set. I couldn't have done this without any of you. Thank you so much. Yikes. I mean, that had to hurt. I guess I have to put myself in Oscar's shoes. He's the supportive boyfriend. He's on break from his show that may be plummeting this season because Riley's no longer involved. Must be a lot. All these things are going through his head. He's paraded through this campaign as a glorified accessory, just like, you know, a hot handbag that Riley sometimes has sex with. Presumably. We don't even know that. Yeah. And, and these rumors that Riley and Eric may have had a fling on set. So, From Oscar's perspective, his show may be tanking, his girlfriend may be leaving him, and he might be getting left behind in her dust. So are you kind of maybe implying that Oscar found out about some alleged Riley and Eric relationship and took his revenge? I mean, I don't think it's out of... It's very dynasty. Well, you're fed these teen soap scripts every week, and I think you start to see the world that way. Okay, Oscar is a nervous mess in this interview. He mumbles, he trips on himself, he was distracted. I felt like I was watching young Terry interview for his first job at Forever 21. Something must have happened right before he joined us. But I do think it, it's time. We we interviewed Oscar the night of, and if I remember correctly, he was, he was a little all over the place. He scatterbrain maybe nervous um so i'm curious to hear what that interview sounds like today let's hear that oscar 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 (laughs) it's me oscar right in front of us at this exact moment in time (laughs) yes it's now the time is now you must be exhausted i know i saw you come in at the beginning of the party on riley's arm and just being bombarded by everyone in the room um yeah no it was a surreal experience and You know, I'm really proud of her and everything that's happened, and I think that it's going to be a a great rest of the night. So, yeah, wild night. So, 
Wow. Yep. Wild night. That's great. I mean, you can really see on your face that you are excited and happy. I mean, you are, I've never seen someone look so both happy and calm at the same time. It's very, I mean. Thank you. Really? Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm trying to just keep keep a good composure because, you know, what, this is about Riley. And um, like I said, I'm super proud of her. And yeah, I'm just proud and just like I, I'm, you know, I'm for Klimt. It's 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 exciting. Like, and yeah, thanks for this. You're clearly a loving partner. Mm hmm. Thank you. And, um, I love her a lot. I don't know about your relationship, but it seems really healthy and rock solid. Thank you. I love her a lot. I, I appreciate that sort of third person perspective. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It sounds like Leo's been hitting the open bar a little too hard tonight. <laughs> Maybe keep it above the belt, eh? Have you guys seen this great picture of Riley on the red carpet? You know, she's got her arms kind of like stretched out like wings. And like, I don't know if it was because you were holding back on the on the red carpet, but like the the statue, the Oscar in her hand is directly over your face. It kind of looks like it's your head, sort of. And, you know, it's just being memed like crazy. Oh, there's a new man in Riley's life. And like, you know, trading up, you know, Oscar 2.0 and all these things. Um um, yeah, I've seen a couple, and, you know, the internet is a crazy place and super funny uh, and, you know, no hard feelings about it. Obviously, you know, kudos to the internet for, uh, you know, coming in hot with a new meme situation. I'm so excited to hear your take on all of this. You see your girlfriend win this award, you know, give this really cute speech, and you're with her, like, moments after she's off stage. You even shared a limo with her to this party. What went down in that limo? Like, what did you guys talk about? Did she thank you privately in the limo? I don't I don't feel like I heard her say your name on stage. I don't, I'm not bummed that she, you know, she didn't thank me. Obviously, like, I, I would have loved it, but, you know, I support her and, you know, everybody gets the uh, oh, unbelievably. Of course you love her no yeah. matter what. Yeah. I mean, it, it's certainly not like that's created some sort of tension between you guys that would no. escalate or anything like that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Oscar, this has been so much fun. It's been amazing watching you celebrate. But what happens tomorrow? You wake up in bed. I assume you're holding Riley. Riley's holding her Oscar. How do you, what happens, you know, tomorrow? Like, what's what's next on the horizon for you? Uh, waking up in the morning and just giving her a big hug and a, and a kiss. Feeling happy and just excited for her. You know, this whole experience has been such a long-winded uh, situation and, and, and a lot of hard work put into it. You know, I'm just going to be there and, you know, hopefully have a good little breakfast fist indoors and uh just have a chill morning you know just have fun have having fun your first day without joy moon mm -hmm. <laughs> thank you so much for your time i know this has been such a crazy night and a crazy party and we've all been all over the place you specifically ah oh, but yeah oscar mm. thank you this has been amazing. Thanks. I know it's late. Uh, hopefully we get to see Riley here And see soon. you on the Reapers, you yes. know? Yes. <laughs> Good luck. Thank you for having me. Um, appreciate it. i got to get back to the... It's actually... Um, it's... I think the entrance is that way. Um, yeah, a real nervous Nelly. He was jittery. Yeah, I mean, I think that some of that could have been... You know, he was 
unsure why Riley hadn't come down yet. Maybe he was nervous about his relationship or or just nervous about this was his first Oscars after party. Mine too. I was also a bit nervous. I just I uh, you were I just don't want to go into like wild conjecture, you know? Of course not. And you were very you were very kind to him in that interview. Well, I'm actor friendly in my work. I like to think I'm actor friendly. I'm not trying to scare anyone. I mean, that wasn't supposed to create some sort of defensiveness for you. That's just where I'm at. I think I maybe because I had to shoulder some of the interviews by myself. I'm a little, I'm just a little touchy. I apologize. One, one interview. I think it, it was. was a, one. I think it was a couple. Anyway, I just want to like kind of go back over his timeline for the evening. Now Let's we know it. he was with Riley at the ceremony, and they shared a limo to the hotel. The next time we see him, he's entering the party by himself. You know, I'm assuming Riley went upstairs at this point to change. Well, and after you win an Oscar, you know, you go on stage, and then you're pulled off to the side. So he was sitting alone in the audience for, you know, a good deal of the last 20-30 minutes of the program. Sure. I mean, do you think something hatched in his brain in that time that he was alone? Or I don't know. Sometimes I spend too much time alone, and next thing you know, I'm sitting in the shower crying. Plotting a young starlet's death. And you have to wonder what's going through Oscar's head in that time where he's sitting in the audience you know Riley's backstage or she's doing interviews and like she had a pretty long acceptance speech and she didn't mention him I mean that must have been I think we were all a little bit shocked especially because he kept cutting to him and looking he's looking so he's he's adoring her you know from his seat you know and she went on and on and she it was very it was such a lovely speech you know when she thanked the fast food employees and stuff for like the egg muffins or whatever she was getting every morning but then like not her boyfriend and her co-star oscar didn't get mentioned and like to have supported her all through that campaign trail like whether he'd admit it or not that has to sting um they disappeared shortly after Oscar and Eric, that is. Oscar and Eric, yep, attached to the hip for a good part of the evening. We see them having like a heart-to-heart of some sort, kind of in that private area um, for, I guess, more the, the VIPs of the evening. And Joy joins them, and then they disperse. And after they came back down for to be interviewed by us, what you just heard... Um, he was that at that point he seemed distracted he seemed like he was having an okay night during the interview he was all over the place and then after that he just got wasted you know he i saw him hitting the bar hard you know and at this point eric's crying you know and oscar's just like you know drinking himself into oblivion yeah he's so i mean honey like settle down and he, he ended up passing out uh, so I'm not entirely sure. I don't, I don't know if we're all entirely sure where he slept that night. I just want to know what happened to make Eric so upset and Oscar so absent-minded to the point where he had to, you know, get hammered. And so the moment that I'm most curious about this timeline, maybe of the whole evening, is that hour where we lost Oscar and Eric and where we know there was some sort of get-together going on in Riley's room. Now, because of Dinah, we can confirm there was one person for sure who entered Riley's room at that time, and it was Michelle Leanders. Who uh, was Riley's co-star in The Grim Reapers. Her dear friend growing up was originally supposed to play Riley's role in here in Stockholm. Um, And we're still not necessarily sure how she got into the party. Right, she 
didn't even seem to have an invite, you know, none that she's we definitely saw. like not like one of those like always invited Mm-mm. level of famous people, you know, no. she's not um, walking Phoenix, not at all. Or, I mean, she's most known for her for season one of the Grim Reapers, you know, like that was her. That's her connection to all this beyond growing up with Riley. So I think next week we should uh, do what we can uh, gather the audio we have of Michelle Leanders. Tune in next week. This has been Just to be Nominated from Hollywood Magazine. I'm Terry McPherson. And I'm Leo Gold. Hello, this is Jorge Molina, creator of Just to be Nominated. This podcast is a Kingdom of Pavement production. This episode, Oscar de Silva, was written, directed, and produced by me, Jorge Molina. I can be found on Instagram and Twitter at ColorMeJorge. This episode was executive produced by Amy Sudo and Kyle Cords. Alexi Gonzalez is our editorial consultant. Ariana Coyle is our assembly cut editor. Music and lead sound design by Andrew Campbell. Theme by Jordan Bennett, who can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Jabin Music. Graphics by Brendan Haley, who can be found on Instagram at Haley Doodles. Terry is voiced by Zach Noe Towers, who can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Zach Noe Towers. Leo is voiced by Brendan Scannell, who can be found on Instagram at bscan. Oscar De Silva is voiced by Adam Faison, who can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Adam Faison. Riley Audrey is voiced by Anouk Samuel, who can be found on Instagram at Anouk Samuel. Special thanks to the Orphanage Collective for lending their thoughts and suggestions, to our assistant Michelle Lynn and the rest of our Kingdom of Pavement team. Don't forget that you can listen to uncut and extended interviews with the suspects on The Best Tapes. They drop every Thursday after a new episode on Kingdom of Payments' YouTube channel. If you have been enjoying the show, please leave us a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. It's the best way to help new people find us. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JTBN Podcast to stay updated on the latest news and find clues related to the case. Until next time, it's been an honor just to be nominated. Oh,